Hi guys, welcome back to another Badish podcast with Zia and I. Hostess with the mostest. Oh shit. Um, I have no life updates, you know. School is schooling, life is kicking me in the ass. That's about it, honestly. Z, anything? No, not at all. This is gonna be a long episode. I can already tell. Really? It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long day. Okay. We're both kind of going through it right now for various reasons, and so this one is a little bit of a struggle bus. Um, but we do have some fun things planned for the podcast in the next month or so. Um, so keep tuning into our social media pages and any announcements that we're going to put out because we do have some really fun content planned for you guys and all of it should be out within like the coming weeks so there's that um we also did some structuring for how we're going to be recording and distributing the podcast so the thing that we have coming up I don't want to like give too much away but we're doing another mini series um and we're gonna have a couple guests come on to have you know just like a broader roundtable discussion on the podcast you guys hear from us all the time and obviously you're listening because you like hearing from us but I think sometimes Z and I agree on a lot of the same points and so it would be interesting to have like some outside perspective every once in a while or even just like hear something from somebody else's point of view because somebody else's experience might be different from what I know mine to be or Z is to be. So the next few weeks, we're actually both kind of excited for it. And yeah, that would actually be consistent content for you guys because we have to sit down and record with guests. And so we actually have to like, you know, plan it out and put it in a calendar and everything and like get those dates sorted out. But that is all I will say about that for now, because, you know, it's very in the planning stage currently. So we're in the process of getting the guests together, really dissecting what exactly we're going to be discussing and how we will be discussing it. Uh, But like Nyla says, when we get those sessions kind of like recorded and uploaded, I feel like it should be about a good three or maybe four weeks of solid content which will be like really brand new for us I don't think that's probably recorded yeah that'll probably the most (laughs) right Um, if you all haven't figured it out baddish actually stands for baddish uploading podcast episodes exactly so So, we really be trying our best but I feel like no life should be getting in the way bro like (laughs) um I'm trying to finish a degree out here and 21 credit hours is no small feat so right um excuse me while I cry um but yeah uh like we said on the last podcast episode um a while ago a while ago this, this podcast is gonna be kind of about rejection as like an entire concept and then delving into deeper subpoints as usual so I'm gonna let Zia kick us off and let the discussion ensue right okay so I thought of this podcast topic a couple of weeks ago um just based on discussion that I've been having with 
friends who are like dealing with their own relationship journeys and one thing and also just through like social media it's something that I've noticed is the idea of how women handle not necessarily rejection in the sense that you maybe you put yourself out there you ask someone out and they say kind of yeah girl this ain't it but even like maybe in like the broader sense of when a person that you're in a relationship with because it doesn't have to be a man and it doesn't have to be a woman um your person that you are entangled with yeah the person that you're <laughs> the person that you're entangled with when they're suddenly kind of like you know what like I'm not feeling this anymore I'm not really feeling you anymore like this is it for me um and like I really want to maybe like see other people or I, I'm just really not interested in dating you anymore and while I know in the sense that it hurts to be rejected or for someone to kind of say that they are no longer interested in maybe like seeing with you one thing that I've kind of noticed is that typically I feel like with women um, we are a lot more open to women ending relationships you know what I mean we tell girls like don't settle for less like if you're not happy in the relationship that you're in like you don't need to be with him like don't put up with things that you don't want like it's okay to like leave relationships if you're not into it but on the flip side let a man try to tell y'all that he is not interested in seeing you anymore it is this man will never know happiness ever again in his life because he has decided that I am not the one for him how is that possible and I think one of the unintended consequences of having this kind of like mentality of thinking that you are always the perfect fit for someone else and there could be there's nothing possibly wrong with you and there's something must be wrong with them um is that I feel like it almost kind of like breeds bitterness because now you're going into like relationships um thinking that men are dogs you know they don't really care they don't know what they want um but the thing is they do know what they want they just don't want you so I thought I'd be kind of interested especially because Nyla has a lot more experience dating than I have (laughs) to kind of like see what her perspective is on kind of like that phenomenon if it's something that she even thinks is even a real thing maybe I'm just crazy and this doesn't happen as much as I think it does so like what do you think about Um, that So I think the phenomenon definitely does exist. I do see it a lot, especially in like this whole like girl power social media movement that we see going on, where it's always like, don't settle for less and da 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 But I'm a firm believer in the idea that sometimes you're the toxic person, like sometimes the problem is you. And I feel like when we're doing our whole like self-love thing, we also talked about like self-accountability. And we said that, you know, really and truly you have to be while being true to yourself you also have to be honest about the areas in which you are lacking or you could use more work or you could incorporate some kind of change and so I think the damage that and I think a lot of it is social media I'm not gonna cap but I think the damage with this whole um Rura girl power social media movement thing and that's not to say that I'm against social media feminism because I am very active in social media feminism as everybody who knows me knows but um I think a whole I think one of the 
side effects of this whole like girl power, woo-rah, social media movement is that a lot of the time it's not, it's calling for women to hold men accountable, but not calling for women to hold women accountable. And so <clears throat> one such scenario of toxicity, and I'm going to use myself as an example, because <laughs> I do have the capabilities to be toxic. Uh, everybody that knows me knows this. I have my moments. And um, yeah, so I don't think personally I've ever done the whole may he never know happiness since he no longer wants to be with me thing. Um, that's not really my shtick, but I know for sure what I have done is like, I have my own version of commitment issues. I don't like to commit to people. I don't like to commit to things in general. I like to be very willy nilly about my plans and my life and the people that I'm dating or whatever. And I tend to shy away from commitment. So a lot of the time it will happen that I will meet somebody. And I also have like an obsessive personality. So I'll find like an artist that I like and I'll be in love with that artist for a month. And then no longer I'm in love with that artist. I don't want to hear any of the music anymore because I've overplayed it. And I kind of think I carry that through my life in general. It's kind of like my constant version of mania. Um, and I don't want to blame it on my mental health issues because I don't think that like you should use your mental health issues to excuse your actions however I do think it plays a role but I digress um so I'll meet somebody and I will if we click we click and the vibe is there and I'll be super into them for like all of two months and then they're like oh my god I'm in love with you let's settle down and where is this going and the minute that question comes out of their mouth, I'm like, got a blast, <laughs> got a jet. <laughs> and so I think for a long time, like I did that and I never really held myself accountable to the fact that I did that because I was like, oh, well, niggas do this shit all the time too. And ain't nobody saying anything about the fact that niggas do this shit. So why should I be upset? Why should anybody be upset about the fact that I'm doing it as well? But realistically speaking, just because somebody else is doing something that is also wrong or that also detrimentally affects somebody else doesn't mean that me doing it is right. You know what I mean? So I think for like, that was just an example as it pertains to me about how the toxicity can land at your doorstep. Like it can be you that's in the wrong, whether you want to admit it or not. And I think the whole, um, I'm the best he ever had. May he never know happiness after me. Yada, yada, yada thing. I think that stems from a place of not wanting to admit where you might have been at fault in the relationship and not wanting to see where the other person that you're in the relationship with may have been coming from and just wanting to, it's kind of like a self shield. Like you want to protect yourself because you want to think that you're the best thing since sliced bread. But the reality of the matter is you can still think that you're the best thing since sliced bread and be in the wrong. Like you can still think that you are a great person and you have a lot to offer and that can be very true, but that doesn't mean that you are a perfect person. Nobody is a perfect person. So I think it would be very difficult to say that, you know, this man will never find anybody better than me. Like, I like to think I'm a perfect person too, but realistically speaking, none of us are. And I think that it's very dangerous to have that kind of mindset in all endeavors in your life because it kind of puts you in that space of never holding yourself accountable. And self-accountability and self-actualization and realization is a very important part of any kind of growth 
any kind of like honest existence in this realm that we call the world and society. Right. So like kind of thinking that on that kind of like same wavelength. So something that I've been something that I kind of like firmly believe in is this idea that people don't really need to have maybe the most perfect reason to break up with you in the sense that it doesn't always need to be this big emotional toxic blowout that occurs and then that is the decline of relationship I feel like sometimes breakups just happen on subtle on more subtle levels and I think that's really where this um What's the word? I feel like that's really where, I guess like that's where it hurts the most because there's not one identifier that you can look upon and say, yeah, this is what did it. But the fact of the matter is, is that people can change their minds. Their attitudes change, their experiences change, their wants and needs change. Um, so one of my friends was seeing this guy and they, he broke up with their and he broke up with her because he wanted to see, like, he realized that he wanted to see other people. But maybe a month or two ago, it was, oh, you know, like, I'm really interested in settling down. Like, I'm trying to date more seriously, like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, I really feel like you could be a good fit. So now, of course, to, like, one month, a month and a half later on down the road when he's like, I want to see other people the immediate response is that, oh my God, like he lied to me. Like he manipulated me, he tricked me. Like he knew that I wanted to be in a serious relationship. He said he wanted to be in a serious relationship. And now here he is like, essentially like breaking my heart. And like, he's like a dog. And I feel like something that maybe that we can forget sometimes like going through our own journeys which I feel like we put more on women than we put on, than we more put on men, is this idea that you don't know what you want until you're in it. Like for women, we kind of preach this idea of like finding out what you want when you're in a relationship. And then if you realize a relationship's not working for you, like women should not be scared to be the, I guess, in the sense, bad guy and break up with them and like go pursue happiness elsewhere. But with men, I feel like we kind of preach the opposite in the sense that if a man decides that what he thought he wanted, he realized that that's not what he wanted. And he kind of expresses that he's a manipulator, he's a liar, he's all yeah. of these bad things. So I just like, I feel like the dual perspective, truth. yeah. I feel like what's, what's true for one needs to be true for like the other. And I just feel like this dual perspective has always been something that's really interesting to me because like what I was saying before, um, if it's really, you can preach that you want to, to be in a relationship all day, every day, you want to be in a serious relationship, but until you're in one and you really, I feel like go through the experiences of what that means and what that entails, especially to your partner, because every partner is different it's very possible for you to be getting into a long-term relationship, settling down and realize, you know what? I thought this is what I wanted, but now that I'm here and I'm actually living that experience, I realize that maybe this is not everything that I thought it was going to be. And at that point, I feel like it is a lot better for that person to be upfront and honest with you and break it off than to stay with you 
um, so they don't have to look like the bad person. And then down the road, it just leads to more problems because the cracks in relationship starts to show. There can be cheating, there can be emotional manipulation and all of that stems from the fact of not just being honest in the moment when you realize that this is not what you wanted. I also think that if we're keeping it a buck, it's very possible to say, I want to be in a serious relationship. I'm dating to be serious. I'm dating to work towards marriage and then get into a relationship with somebody and realize that while I might want to be in a serious relationship, this is not the serious relationship dynamic that works for me. Because whether it's because certain aspects of our personalities don't line up or we just don't see eye to eye on certain things, we don't have the same worldview, you know, our lifestyle don't line up. Like all of those things can happen and change your perspective like you could get a new job and all of a sudden sorry you could get a new job and all of a sudden your whole schedule's changed which has an effect on your relationship like there's so many things that can happen that can change your perspective that might make you think that what you wanted isn't what you want anymore because realistically speaking life is continuous and I think a lot of the time we go into relationships and think that they're this they're going to be this fixed thing that's going to stay and while a lot of relationships do last because you know if you look at friendships a lot of friendships last and they're fine a lot of people's romantic relationships last and they're fine. It's all about adaptability. So sometimes something just might not fit anymore and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's really dangerous to say that just because somebody changed their mind, whether male or female, we're all of a sudden gonna villainize them for having a change of heart. When realistically speaking, if it was us that had had the change of heart, we would want them to lend some kind of understanding in the same way that that's all that they're asking of us. Okay, so now setting down that kind of groundwork on like the overall um, issues of like rejection and that kind of like dual perspective that we see when we come when it comes to male versus female, what do you think is a good way to like get around that? What do I think is a good way to get around it? Yeah, so like if you were, if someone was like going through this, maybe like currently, And they were going like someone broke up with someone and they're having their how could they I'm the best thing that ever happened to them. Um, Any girl or guy that they're with after me is going to be a huge downgrade and they're going to be miserable for the rest of their life. What do you say to them? Well, like, what's the advice? Like, do you just let them have that moment and Um, hope that eventually they grow out of it? Yeah, you met me. I'm your best friend. So you know what my response would be. Yes, but they don't know. (laughs) My response would literally be, okay, sis, I'm going to let you have your moment for the five minutes and the five minutes only. Because after that, what I'm going to ask you is, could any of your actions in any way have affected this other person's decision? Could, has anything changed in that person's life that may have changed their perspective? Could it possibly be that y'all just don't match up? And realistically speaking, if you're saying that they're never going to find another like you, could that not be the point? Right. (laughs) You know, like, I just feel as though a lot of that whole, you know, they'll never find another person like me. They'll never do better than they did with me. Wishing that they never are as happy with anyone as they were with you. I, a lot of that sounds like self-pity to me. 
because at that point all you're trying to do is make yourself feel better about a situation that didn't go the way you wanted it to go instead of trying to do your best to move on from a situation that didn't pan out the way you thought it would because realistically speaking the most the most healthy way to deal with that situation would be to say you know I thought this was going to be something that it didn't turn out to be and I am going to acknowledge that I'm disappointed by the fact that this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, or this didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. But life happens like that sometimes. And while it might not happen overnight, I understand that the best thing for me and the other parties involved is to move on. And it's quite likely that while they are moving on with somebody else or moving on to other parts of their life, I will find the thing or the person that was meant for me. Because as much as you were not meant for them and you weren't the perfect fit for them, it is highly likely that they were not the perfect fit for you either. Right. And while I don't really like to preach the idea of they will be back, I think sometimes in certain relationships, the timing just is off. And that I feel like we see kind of breakups as this fixed permanent thing. And I feel like in a lot of situations, they definitely are. Like, you don't necessarily go back to exes. But I think in situations where it may have been where you were in your life currently, or maybe you were trying to deal with a certain trauma, like you're trying to work through it, or maybe you got a new job in like a new state and now you're moving away, so you don't want to do long distance. It's completely possible that this could be the love of your life and it's just not the correct time. Yeah. And not necessarily waiting for them because like don't wait for people like move on with your life but it is completely possible that the paths will re-emerge eventually and hopefully the timing is better the emotional state is better the mental state is better that you can move forward in a new and better relationship than what you last had and I think I think we spoke about how well I don't think we spoke about it I know we spoke about it but I know in the past we spoke about how a lot of people go into relationships expecting to find their validation in relationships or in the relationships that they're in. And I think this ties back to that because realistically speaking, if you were secure enough in yourself, not even, not even talking about the relationship that you were in that ended or that dissolved that partnership, if you were secure enough in yourself, you would be able to acknowledge that maybe this wasn't the right fit for me, or maybe this wasn't the right fit for me at this time. Or maybe this wasn't the right fit for them. And as such, it made it not the right fit for me either. And it would be in the best interest of all all people involved to just, you know, make it as amicable as possible, not turn it into an, as possible, not turn it into a toxic situation that, you know, breeds a lot of resentment and hate and just part ways because not every parting needs to be this big dramatic end of the world you broke my heart I hate you I'm gonna go to a rec room and imagine your face or drink my sorrows away because you devastated me type thing not every end needs to be like that sometimes an end is just an end sometimes you just need to step away from a situation to do better for yourself or for the other people involved to do better for themselves sometimes the end is the beginning of something new. Sometimes you, the end just teaches you something new about yourself. And I think that that is 
perspective that we all can take into consideration when moving through different facets of our life. And I understand that a lot of the time that can be easier said than done. But I also think it's an active choice, the same way bitching and moaning about the guy that did you dirty to all of your friends whenever they will listen is an active choice. You could choose to do that or you could choose to do things that are good for you instead of just dwelling in that shitty state. Right, and I'm glad that you brought up this idea of it being good for you because I truly do think that when you go through life with like that type of like mentality, it really sticks with you. And I think it really has an impact on like further relationships that you come across. If you are never the problem, if you're always the best thing to happen to someone, so on and so forth, all of that, you have no choice but to feel bitter and resentment when someone breaks up with you because it's the only thing that your mind is capable of processing. If you are this perfect person and nothing's wrong with you and how could he why would you not hold bitterness, resentment, even like jealousy towards that person in their future relationships if you think that you never did anything wrong? So I think if you are open to the idea of, I was maybe, I'm perfect, but I wasn't perfect for him, or this was not the right time. I feel like if you go, if you exit your relationships with that kind of mentality, it is a lot easier for you to move on and start fresh and new relationships because you see it as a clean slate. You see everybody as different. You see yourself as different. You know, people are capable of change and growth. And it's gonna be a lot easier for you to kind of start over from scratch in all of your, in your relationships instead of holding past baggage from your last one that didn't work out in the way that you wanted it to. So I think just for your mental health overall, this is just the, the simple choice is not always the easiest choice. Do you know what I mean? Because putting it into practice can be difficult and it can definitely take a lot of introspective and work. But I feel like in the long run, you're going to be a lot happier for it. Yeah. And so I think that also, I like that we did this podcast after we did this self-love series, because I think a lot of the things tie into each other. And so I think that goes back to how like, we were talking about how self-love is a practice and it's not something that you just pick up overnight or something that you say you're going to do. And then it just ha- like self-love isn't something that happens to you. It's an action that you do and that you keep doing. And it brings me back to like, when I was younger, my mom used to make us read in the car on the way to school because, you know, education is important and all that. But then also there was this quote that she used to make me like, it was like on my whiteboard. It was, it was everywhere. I'm pretty sure it's like the quote for my email now, just because it stuck with me. But it's basically saying, you know, excellence is not an act, but a habit. And so it's something that you constantly work at. It isn't, it isn't a one-time thing. And I think dealing with rejection is also like that. Self-love is also like that. You know, growth is also like that. It's it's continuous. It's exponential. It, it's something that you have to put work in to achieve results out of. It's not just the thing that you sit down and you're like, well, I want to be happy now after dwelling on all this sadness. So let me be happy. And the universe just provides you with happiness. Like, what you do is you choose to do things that make you happy. You choose to go have new experiences that might bring you happiness. And like, it doesn't happen overnight. It might take some work. It might take longer than you want it to, but 
what, where you put in the work is where you will see the results. And so I think the whole mentality of, you know, I am a perfect being in general is, well, the only thing I can call it is narcissistic because that's what it is. Um, but taking that kind of narcissism into your relationships, I think is unhealthy, not just for you because there's no room for growth for you, but then it's also unhealthy for the other person involved because if you project that onto them, then one, they always think they're the problem. Or two, if you don't project that onto them or they don't pick up on your projection, then they feel like they're never being heard in the relationship anyways, because you're not trying to hear them because you already think that you're the perfect person, which leads you to situations of rejection, which is what you don't like in the first place. And then it just becomes this cycle that really shouldn't be existing at all. A word. <laughs> That's I, I like that sometimes you know <laughs> I feel like there was kind of like no better way to kind of like wrap that up this was definitely just kind of a quick podcast just yeah. like a quick kind of like deep dive into like a thought that I have every once in a while we'll have ones like this that aren't so long or in-depth because it's pretty like top of the hat we just yeah. kind of like pull the idea out of a hat and we're like oh this one we like this. Let's do idea this. We like this idea. We like this topic. Um, yeah. So definitely, if this was something that you guys like enjoyed and probably want more in depth, we can probably either work it into other podcasts or maybe do like a rejection part two, maybe sometime in the future. And speaking of habits, just in general, um, yeah. I think that well, it takes a while to build a habit, anyways. And so there's this thing that I'm doing right now which might interest some of you guys it's called the i'm gonna post about it on our page are you about to tell these people about this app no i'm not about to tell them about notion i'm about which you guys should also check out though (laughs) because it's literally made planning my life out and my the organization of my life so much easier because i always have so many elements that you know so many moving parts in my life and it just makes it easier for me to organize and keep track of everything but that is not what i was going to talk about zia um but there's this challenge if there's a whole book and everything about it i believe but you can google it it's this challenge it's called 75 hard and there are these five things that are supposed to help you be a better you and it's not just about like physical strength it's about you know mental strength and just you know doing the things that you need to do to make yourself feel better on a more regular and consistent basis and basically the original challenge is you do these five things for 75 days in a row. And the reason it's called 75 hard is because if you ever mess up on a day, you start over from day one and start counting to 75 again. So it's really about building these continuous habits and you know, not allowing yourself to slip up in the areas of your life that you don't want to slip up in. But their original five things are, you work out twice a day for 45 minutes at least. One of the workouts needs to be outside. You read 10 pages a day. You drink a gallon of water a day. There's no alcohol and you stick to a diet. And you take a progress picture every day. Um, So I modified it for myself because I wasn't giving up alcohol. And also I'm not allowed to diet because I'm an eating disorder bitch. And dieting leads to relapse. So didn't want to do that. Um, My therapist also told me not to do that. So um, I modified mine. I think I have more than five things that I want to do every day, but mine include things like 
I, I kept the 45 minute workouts and the gallon of water. But then I was like, make sure that you're eating three meals a day because let's be real, I'd be forgetting to eat. Um, then making sure I take my medication and my vitamins. Uh, I kept the 10 pages as well. And then I put in like a journal thing and with like meditation and shadow work. And then I put in a prayer and devotionals type thing um, and a 5 a.m. wake up call every morning because I want to get in the habit of waking up early every morning like I used to because then I can get more, I can just be more productive about my day. Um, but I think as we're talking about building healthy habits, you know, this might be a challenge that you guys want to try, but there's also like the 30 day challenge that people do where you like give yourself a list of things that you want to do every day for 30 days. And then you're, because you've done it for 30 days in a row, it's supposed to make it habitual so that you continue doing it after the 30 days is up. I just found the 75 hard challenge to be very interesting. And when the guy was talking about it, he was just so passionate about it. And I really read like all the information. I honestly recommend that you guys Google it and read up on it. He has like a whole podcast with like these motivational speeches and stuff and a book that he emails you like a PDF. It's amazing. So I just wanted to state that in there and we will hear from you guys next week. Um, our podcast episode next week is going to be about girl code and all the facets of girl code and then girl code versus guy code so if you guys have any questions that you guys want to input i'm going to put it up on my story and the baddish story so that you guys can send in anything that you might want to be included in the podcast and we will or you will hear from us next week bye bye bye